Welcome to Trowaldron Legends and Lore. Episode 44, Remolos. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Trowlerdon Legends and Lore. I'm Chad Corey, and real quick here, where can you find me and get that all that information out of the way? Uh, I am on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find me under Creator Chad. That's the handle for that. And I also have a website, chadcorey.com, and I have a newsletter that you can subscribe to from, I think, well, the website for sure, but I think it's also available on Facebook and a few other places you can click and uh, get access to it that way. I do share information on there periodically throughout the year about upcoming book releases, tours, and things like that. So it's another great way to supplement information um, that you might want to get in addition to the website and social media and the podcast. And you can also get more information about Trollodon if you're interested by going to the website for that. That's T-R-A-L-O-D-R-E-N.com. And you can also use the same word for the handle, Trollodon, uh, by going to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for that, and you'll get a whole lot more information that you might not readily get on the website or even on these podcasts, or maybe it will augment what you've already been listening to. So if you're a big Trollodon fan or just interested in learning more about the world setting or just staying informed in between podcasts, I would encourage you to check out those informational resources, and we can kind of keep you informed throughout the rest of the month and even year as I do tend to update them, uh, well, social media update them pretty often, and the website I try and often, try and often update that as, as much as I can with information that's relevant and uh, legally possible because some things are still kind of, you know, being published or in the works and things. I don't want to spoil stuff too soon there. Otherwise, too, if you want to have, uh, have any questions or want to drop me a line about the podcast in general, you can do so at lore, that's L-O-R-E, at Chad Corey, that's C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E dot com. And I will do my best to uh, see about how I can accommodate what you share. Uh, if it's something that I think might be beneficial or other people might have a similar question to, I will see about answering that on the podcast. But in general, I am just interested in seeing what you're getting out of the podcast in general, what you like, what you don't like, what Maybe where there can be some improvements or maybe where you want to see some more expansion of what was shared or less information of what was done in the past. Kind of more or less taking a gauge of the temperature of who is actually listening to and I guess benefiting from this podcast and seeing how to make it better for everyone involved. And also if you just want to drop me a line and let me know where you're getting access to this podcast in general and you know where location, how you're getting access to it, how you came across it, that's always helpful since... I always use that information to better gauge where I can be doing more or better efforts, I guess you can say, with advertising promotions and just getting a general feel of where this is reaching and how effective it is in general. Because I do know it's getting out there. I do know it's getting all over the world. I just don't always know who is getting it and why they're getting it and what they're getting out of it in general. So with that out of the way, let's move into today's episode. And we're going to be doing something different, uh, the start of a new mini-series. For those who are not familiar with what we're doing, uh, this particular podcast delves into the legends and lore, like the title says, of the world of Trilogen. So that could mean personalities, time periods, that could be uh, certain instances or geographical locales, um, just various things that 
like I said earlier, might not be mentioned in the books yet, or maybe you want to expand on what was mentioned in the books, or things that I think would be of interest to people in general who, who don't read the books, who just like fantasy or, or world settings or just things like that in general. So the last series we did for this season, uh, we started off with digging into more or less the uh, summation of the unrecorded timeline of the trial and drone history. And we're going to get to the recorded timeline at some point in time, but not not this particular season. We are going to delve instead now, which kind of dovetails nicely into the end of uh, unrecorded time with the origin cities. And if you're familiar with what happened the last episode, I mentioned or hinted at some of that, I guess, about we entered into the shadow years. And the shadow years was a time of if there's unrecorded time, then there's like really unrecorded time. It's kind of a shadowy time where people really didn't know a lot about what took place during that time period because of the the massive upheavals, the uh, population groups that were still kind of developing and spreading across the world, and all the stuff that happened before then. As you might not know, there was a great shaking that basically tore apart the world and set up this new system and structure of islands and smaller land masses than what we had before from the larger supercontinent that was broken up. And as you can imagine, after such a catastrophic event, there's a lot of things that took place and uh, made it very hard for people to know what was going on because there weren't a lot of people around, number one. And number two, there weren't a lot of people around who were concerned with recording history. They were more interested in um, very obvious situational things like getting food <laughs> and staying alive long enough to get to the next day. They weren't really concerned about, oh, I should sit down and make a very long historical treaty on X, Y, and Z. No, they were focused on survival. And so because of that, you don't have a lot of information initially about this time period. There's snips here and there, but that's what they call it shadowy because there's not a lot of great insight that they can drop on, historically speaking, to make an informed assessment of that, that time period. But some of the things we were able to, to gain out of it were the creation of the origin cities. And that's what we'll be talking about in this mini-series, starting today with Remolos. Now, what is an origin city? Well, an origin city was, I guess you can say, poetically named as the epicenter or the birthplace of a certain race. Uh, usually, in particular, I should say, mortal kind. Um, there are, for those who aren't familiar, there are five main I guess you can say racial groups that came out of the Draenors. The Draenors were the original creation of the gods, meant to be as uh, a crowning example or achievement of their creation of Trilodron. It was meant to be, uh, this is like, you know, the, the, the icing on the cake, so to speak, was the Draenors. It was something that brought all the gods together, they had all of them involved in the creation, and they were supposed to be the ultimate uh, people. And because of that, what you had was all this great potential invested in this one uh, people. And when they were cursed and ended up having some issues later on, which we got into in previous episodes, they produced the mortal races or mortal kind. And that is elves and humans and dwarves and gnomes and even halflings. And those five groups, those five peoples, were what became the, the seedbed, I guess you can say, for the modern world of Trollodron. They became the dominant racial groups in just about every part of the Northern Hemisphere and took over, I think, I think the next biggest group would be like monstrous races followed by giants. So they obviously have a very big part to play in a very um, strong place, historically speaking. And obviously when you have that amount of 
input and dominance over an area, you're going to have a lot of interest in where you came from, how you got here. And of course, part of that came through the historical record, knowing they were, you know, some of them knew they came from drowners. Others eventually, it wasn't quite clear for sure if that was the case, it became more of a mythological or even a uh, uh, historically, shall we say, creative or poetic ideology kind of thing. Some people think they don't, you know, as, as time progressed, they weren't entirely sure of that. But one thing they knew for sure was that they came from one spot, right? Everyone knew they came from one spot, and that became the origin of their, their race. And so you needed an origin city. And so the origin city became where they first appeared. Eventually, the, the, the mythology developed that, you know, that's where they appeared first, was that in that particular city, that particular spot on the world. Obviously, this isn't true. They were, they were humans all over the planet well before the origin cities developed. And there were elves, the same, you know, same thing with elves and gnomes and halflings and, and dwarves. Um, they were around all over the place uh, for the most part before this happened. The origin city, in essence and truth, actually was where a, a large enough population group kind of coalesced over time to develop or even migrated to over time to develop uh, that idea of an origin location. Now, that's what happened with Remolos. Now, Remolos is one of the, like I said, the first. It also has the unique distinction of being the only origin city still in existence and still inhabited. Uh, the elves, being a rather long-lived people, have never really lost their origin city. All the others have been abandoned or destroyed over the years. We'll get to later why, perhaps. But in, in a nutshell, there was this thing called the Imperial Wars, which took place toward the end of the Shadow Years that developed massive, I guess you can say, almost global war, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, between all the, the various uh, groups of mortal kind. And in the process, much of the uh, origin cities were destroyed, if not totally damaged enough to a point where they just kind of moved on, left it to its own, and, and let it be forgotten in, in memory and ruin. That was not the case with Colonia. They were able to go back in and reestablish control, and they never really left. So it has a unique distinction, like I said, of being the only origin city still in existence. And as you can imagine, something that has been around for millennia has a lot of history, has a lot of layers, has a lot of interesting elements to it just in and of itself. But its foundation began many, many millennia ago, like I said, during the time of the Shadow Years, with the, I guess you can say, aspirations of a political fortress or base for a warlord named Romanius. Now, Romanius was a elf, obviously, and the elves were at that time in Colonia very warlike and trying to dominate much of the territory that would become known as Colonia. And he saw that this was a rather strategically located place between uh, you know decent area of water and, and uh, rivers and things and and trees and open land it was you know i mean a good combination of uh, various resources and uh, supplies and such strategically speaking so much so that he was able to begin the foundations of this location now it's said it's not a hundred percent sure but it's believed that the foundation of remolos was a drenoric ruin so he took some of that drenoric information and insight and the architectural knowledge and things, and began to incorporate that into what would become his capital city. And over the years, of course, he would build up the, the location, he'd make it a stronger fortress, 
and then people after him would uh, continue to grow and increase and, and make make strong the the foundations, increase the walls, increase the size of it, and and so on and so forth. And eventually, the kingdom of, of uh, his devising became more and more of a mini empire. So much so that by the time of uh, Aero, Aero Chipton, who was the first emperor of the, uh, I guess you can call it Col- Republic of Colonia, they called it. It was a republic previously, excuse me. Became, became an empire out of this republican ideal of wanting to have this ah, greater power, greater control, greater influence. Uh, the idea, the aspiration was, of course, uh, Aero had these grand desires and schemes. He wanted to conquer the islands around the the landmass of Colonia, and then he wanted to grow larger than that and have more colonies and just spread and dominate what would become basically an empire. And that is similar to what the other origin cities did. The only interesting thing, like I say, with, with Arrow is that once he was killed in the Imperial Wars, he had an ascension to godhood, and he became the god Aerotriptian. And... That didn't stop his aspirational dreams, I guess, with the people because they began they continued the empire and they just named a new emperor and they continued building the empire ever since. Although they would do a kind of a weird semantic change where they wouldn't really call it an empire anymore necessarily. They would call it a, a republic of colony, but you still had an emperor, which I go figure, right? <laughs> so they try to put on more uh Less imperial trappings, more and more as they would move forward. But they wanted to have everyone. Oh no, no, we're not an empire anymore. We're, we're a republic. But they they kept everything very similar, conveniently to the system of order and structure and the same territories and things like that. So, and that pretty much would remain the same for the rest of history. Uh, you had this imperial kind of, like I said, imperial trappings on a republican system, I guess you can call it, but again, very similar to what they had before. Obviously, as as the millennia would go on, uh, the ebb and flow of the political structure of the empire would change, and they become maybe more republican, less imperial over time, and vice versa. So now we have more or less a, in the modern era, which is the beginning of the Wizard King trilogy, you have more or less a, I guess you can say, kinder, friendlier, less imperial form of government. It just, it still has imperial trappings and things and elements of it, and it actually might be going back more to an imperial model in the future. But for right now, it has more of a republican feel. It has more the senate, senate's there. The, the voting is more open to more people, and and so on and so forth. So, and that's kind of the nutshell of Remolos. Again, it's a unique history in that it hasn't really, uh, hasn't really seen decline, hasn't really seen an end to itself, and that makes it unique in and of itself of all the origin cities on Trollhut. And next time we'll dig into more information about another origin city, sharing more insight and information about it until the end. So we have all five of the origin cities covered, and getting close to wrapping up the season for the year. But until then, have a great month, and thanks for listening. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey, all rights reserved.